What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 155 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Conley Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley in Dallas. It is the go-home show before 2005 Against All Odds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's actually getting kind of nice to be able to say the go-home show before a pay-per-view, and it's only been four episodes. It's pretty freaking crazy, man. Remember last time it was like, okay, we got to watch a pay-per-view next week again for two hours. (laughs) Again, yeah, for two two years, two and a half years, or whatever. Fuck two times a week, because we would do like Thursday and Sundays or whatever, right? It's, it's brutal, man. <laughs> I don't know how we made it through. I thought that could have been the end of us, but we did it. And now it's like every two weeks we get a banger pay per view. Right, it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Um, last week's episode, we uh, uh, Dallas, you liked it. I, I mean, it wasn't a bad show. Just a little bit more tall. But there were, or there was, a um, kind of an angle taking place between Kevin Ash and Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Kevin Ash got paid about 20 grand to be on camera and not say a single word. And he had a massage from a, a, a masseuse while wow, Shane Douglas interviewed him. And then the masseuse, uh, or the masseur, whatever you want to call it, backed off. Kevin mm-hmm. Ash was like, something's up. Jeff Jarrett tried hitting him with a guitar. He missed. Kevin Ash still didn't say a word. Then, the final 15 seconds of the show, Kevin Ash, in slow motion. Which Bob noted, and I thought it was literally him going slow. And then at the last, at the last like couple frames, I was like, oh, no, they slowed that shit Yeah, because like, when he's moving his hand, like he's not going to be like, <laughs> he's going to be, be like, you know, forceful. Slow motion, opening the door to Jeff Jarrett's locker room. Now, that leaves us wondering, what is going to happen? What happened? What are we going to see on this week's episode? I predicted that he's going to open it, and Scott Hall is going to be in there talking with Jeff Jarrett, and he's going to be like, what? I love that idea. That's what I think. But unfortunately, you also said that we're going to talk about Scott Hall today, uh, last week. Oh, yeah, I did say that, huh? So that makes me feel like as if maybe Scott Hall has had some bad news, because I feel like any time we talk about Scott Hall, is usually not good. At least around this time. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you, do you want to just tell you right now? Well, I mean, we can like slowly get into our notes and everything. What else do you want to talk about? Well, I was I was going to start with our our uh, of course our normal recap of last week, um, and then then I got a couple of things that were very short follow ups, and we have some other notes that we'll talk about. One of those follow ups is about Scott Hall. Um, and then some of the other stuff we have to talk about. What else? I mean, can I tease some stuff here today? Uh, we'll be talking about a Terry Funk interview during the show today. Uh, where's mm-hmm. a fun quote. You're probably wondering, why the fuck are we going to talk about that? Just think about it. You know, championship committee and all that. Wait, I, I was going to say, he'll probably be like, I don't <clears throat> even know I was on the championship committee. Right. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk more about um, Sean Waltman today. Right. Um, let's see. 
Yeah, there's there's some fun stuff. We'll talk more about that blue collar TV taping, which is uh, where Jeff Jarrett got injured. Which I don't know what blue collar TV really is. It um, was uh, yeah. it was a sketch show with the uh, Foxworthy label care guy Billy Ball. It was on oh, yeah. like, CW or UPN, whatever it was. Mm. Um, so yeah, we have, we have a bunch of fun stuff today. Um, last week was a little bit more tame, I feel like, on like exciting notes. I think there's a little bit more to it um, today. Uh, but I guess before that, let me scroll back up here. And we're going to talk some highlights from the uh, February 1st taping in Universal, which drew about 600 people. We're, of course, only going to talk these notes about last week's show and not the one we're about to watch. Spoiler-free review. Uh, yeah. That's right, baby. Uh, it was reported as kind of a non-eventful with no great matches nor major angles, which should not surprise you after what we just saw. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be grooming Cassidy Riley to be a protege of Dustin Rhodes, which actually I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. Of course, Tracy and Trinity continue to fight over Dusty, uh, which they uh, did the segment where they both showed Dusty DVDs of apparently themselves is what this is saying. I guess maybe I didn't pick up on that. Um, but anyways, he told them each to pick a tag team for the pay-per-view show, and the winning team's woman gets him, which of course means the secretary, which, you know, all the innuendos that go along with that. Uh, David Young returned in a comedy role, and Shark Boy was also back, largely because his merchandise sells. So Shark Boy's back because those sharp t-shirts and masks and whatever else are selling pretty well. Uh, They ran two angles on the first show, which is, of course, what we're only talking about now, where uh, Jeff Hardy and Abyss, after Hardy's win over David Young, Abyss came out, two brawled around the arena. Then after Abyss beat Lex LeVette, he set up a table, put him through it. Hardy came out, and Abyss got the better of him and was about to press him him through the table, but Hardy reversed it into a DDT onto the table. Mm -hmm. Of course, backstage, Kevin Nash was getting a, of course, Dave's notes here, a $5,000 massage because they weren't paying him for it, and they were uh, they were paying him for being on the show. So we're saying $5,000 is what he's potentially getting paid for that massage. That's amazing. It's fucking awesome. Um, and you know, they didn't just do that little clip. He probably got the full massage. Oh, I'm sure. And if, He's like, just do it. Here's the thing. Knowing Kevin Nash's humor, he he could have just said, oh, I fucked, like maybe fucked up or something, and then just continued to get the massage over and over again. <laughs> oh, we gotta retake that. I would totally believe that. Um, so yes, very expensive massage uh, he was getting there. Um, now when Jarrett showed up, he went in with the guitar. Nash saw they're saying he saw in the mirror, which I guess also makes sense that there could be a mirror over there. Um, and he moved out of the way and went, uh, and they went face to chest. Uh, so they were, yeah, they were facing. Uh, the TV main was DDP and Monty Brown going over the Naturals. They. Uh, later, at the end, as Bob noted, showed Nash going to Jarrett's locker room, and the clip cut before you could see what happened. Um, the other things that he did not know in this is uh, Shark Boy's match, he lost to P. Williams in the opening contest, and then AJ Styles defeated Buck Quartermain as well and had a confrontation with Christopher Daniels. Uh, which he was like, you want to fight now? And he's like, nah, I'm going to wait. And he's like, well, good. Good. That sounds like the plan. I'll see you then. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where we left off. Now, a fun note here is that backstage at this taping, Billy Gunn was there. Oh. 
he will not. I was going to ask if we were going to get a Billy Gunn update because I know yes. that he'd been mentioned. Uh, he did not appear, so he will not be on the show. We're about to watch for the record. Uh, oh. So uh, Dave says that he's guessing his non-compete is still in effect for a few weeks, um, but he is said to already agreed to a deal. So he's definitely coming in. Billy Gunn definitely coming in. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? I don't know if I hate it. I feel like I kind of enjoy Billy Gunn. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Is like I, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, I don't. And like he's another recognizable face and all that kind of right. stuff too. So I'm not a, I'm not against it. Yeah, I don't. Oh. As long as he's motivated and healthy, I think. Uh, I feel like he is more often than uh, his former partner that we already see on TV every week. So. So we'll see. Um, this is also going to be sort of a spoiler here, Bob, but um, this is about Scott Hall. Um, I don't want to crush your your great idea, but I'm about to. So apparently Scott Hall drank so much on the flight back from Korea um, that after – so after – that's a typo. I'm ignoring that line. It says after he flight to Korea. Oh, after the flight. So when he was coming back, mm-hmm. um, that he was rushed to the hospital – uh, on his return and was in an intensive care at one point in Orlando. Uh, he, he was not at the tapings uh, on February 1st, so he will not be in Jarrett's uh, locker room. Uh, where they were scheduled to shoot angles to build up him and Bobby Roode versus Monty Brown and DDP for the pay-per-view. We saw mm-hmm. that announcement at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, uh, They were pushing stuff in that direction, but we don't have any word right now if he's even going to be able to work the pay-per-view. So he wasn't at the taping, and they still had it on the scroll. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know why you would keep it on there. Yeah. If if you knew. If that. you were that unsure, yeah. Yeah. Kind of tough. Um. Well, let's see what else we got here. Uh, this is kind of a funny one. Um. Alvarez notes that WWE is following in the footsteps of TNA. And he says, if you watch Impact and WWE TV shows, this isn't the first time. Uh, they are offering a one-cent WrestleMania recall show in March. So they're doing, like, the one-cent show, like, TNA. Mm-hmm. I thought that's kind of funny. Um, the, I got a really interesting one here, and you're probably going to be like, why the hell are you telling me this? Uh, well, Brock Lesnar has filed suit on February 4th in the U.S. District Court in Bridgeport, Connecticut in an attempt to get out of his non-compete clause in his contract, um, which the lawsuit revealed lasts until January 30th, 2010. As a reminder, we are in February what? 2005. Yeah. His no-compete would be five years? Yeah. He must have signed an extension or something. Yeah, it's got to be. So Holy shit. Why are we mentioning this on AT&A podcast? Well... Of course, at this time, he's trying to get out. Uh, WrestleMania 20 was his last match. Mm-hmm. Um, and publicly, uh, New Japan, K1, and Pride have expressed interest in Brock Lesnar, um, among a bunch of other things. I'm not diving too, too deep into this, but it is very interesting to note that TNA has also expressed interest in Brock Lesnar, although no negotiations have taken place between the two sides. So I just want you to think about that for a minute, Bob. 2005. Imagine Brock Lesnar comes in to TNA. 
Yeah, just to do the job to Jeff Jarrett. You couldn't do that. You could not do that. I'm telling you right now. You could not. I guarantee you he's Jeff Jarrett. Listen here, pal. Tonight, here, Slammiversary. You could not do that. You and me, Impact Zone. 20 minutes, stroke, one, two, three. I'm going to counter that five. Choke on that, Slappy. Knock choke down. on that, Slappy. Yep. Now, I think it's really uh, fun and important to note here that I think just recently, Kurt Angle said that when he is here in TNA, spoiler, that um, Brock like had interest in coming or Kurt Angle was going to try. I can't remember the exact circumstances, but I think it's super interesting. So I did a transcription for that. Oh, that's maybe where I read it. I can't. And, I can't remember. And uh, he it was 2007 because they wrestled in uh, New Japan. New Japan, yes. yes. Each other. And uh, Brock expressed interest. He's like, "Hey, man, try to get if you can get me the same money that you're making, I'll yes. jump over to Impact. To you know, I, I, I'd go to Impact." And then apparently Kurt went to Dixie and Jeff and whatever. And was like, hey, man, like Brock would like to come in. and you know, But he'd have to make like, the same money that I'm making. And mind you, Kurt Angle was making the most money out of everybody. I mean, he was making millions of dollars. And, you know, Impact at that time was not offering. Right. Yeah, they were not offering that to everybody, you know. Like Sting was making 600 grand or something. And Kurt Angle was surpassed that like well surpassed that uh from what i can remember the the statement was uh he's not worth that money like he like we wouldn't make our money back on that now of course this is 2007 it's probably i was gonna say what... i think it's a really interesting because in hindsight how stupid exactly that's exactly what I'm but say. i think you got to keep in mind 2007 like, what's Brock? He's wrestling in Japan, which, like, barely anyone in the U.S. is really watching at the time. Right. He didn't go to UFC yet, right? No. UFC would have been a little bit after that. Yeah. Right. After that. So I think it's important to know, like, he kind of cooled off from his WWE run by this point, I feel like. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's but it's Brock Lesnar. I agree. I definitely think they should have done it still. <laughs> Yeah, and in the Russian now, community, he still has a lot of value. Yeah. No, I I don't disagree with that, but I th- I can understand why they're like, no, nah, I don't want that right now. That's I mean, coming, listen, yeah. that's coming from the same people who once again, no, well, they're not the same people technically, but the same company who we I we just talking about last week, dude. And, oh, let's bring in Barry Horowitz. I'm just saying, like, like, come on, right. is he worth any money? I'm sorry, but I just like, can't get over this. I can't get over this. But let's say in 2007. You bring in Brock Lesnar, okay? Yeah, yeah. The amount of fresh matchups. Now, obviously, he had wrestled Kurt several times, but that's a fresh matchup in Impact. Or in Impact, though, but still, who cares? You have Sting. You have Christian Cage, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. We eventually got that Styles match, dude. <laughs> that's true. And Joe, didn't he fight? He fought Joe, too. Yeah, he? we did get That's so crazy to think about. Yeah, Abyss against Lesnar. Yeah, no, it would have been cool. There would have been a lot of options there. No, I think they should have done it for sure. I would have absolutely done it. Now, when when Kurt is in, are they paying for Kurt, or is Spike paying for Kurt? I think it's I think that's Spike. 
So that's an important thing to keep in mind too. I, like that's a whole different thing too. I'm pretty I, sure like Sting and Spike or uh, Sting, Sting Angle, Kurt, uh, Booker later on. Yes. Uh, obviously Hogan. Bishop. Should we not Kevin Nash probably right? Is Nash probably not? Uh, getting... No, I don't think I don't think Nash. I mean, Nash was getting paid now, but, but right. So that's the thing is that he kind of has more longevity than a lot of these other guys. Yeah. And yeah, eventually Hogan and Bischoff, I know, are for sure. Now, when Nash and Scott Hall come back in like um, 2010, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. That don't, might be. I don't know. I, don't know uh, I didn't work in the office, but right. But uh, to go back kind of to the uh, no no compete for five years that's insane i believe um obviously by what we were talking about brock eventually i believe like sues them and they go to court and he wins that's awesome and he wins uh his freedom there um the no no compete because that is ridiculous to be like hey yeah you can't do anything for five years go work in a warehouse or something but you can't be a wrestler or a football player or a ufc fighter that's insane yeah it's pretty crazy um, but yeah, I thought this was super interesting. And what's what's nice about these observer newsletters too is like I don't read the entire thing. I do like the the find on page for like TNA. And this yeah. popped up, and I was like, "Yo, okay, this yeah, sounds right. good." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um. Uh, but yeah, you know, I thought it was a fun thing to point out. But moving on here, uh, there's apparently a lot of internal debate regarding Dusty Rhodes. So. Oh boy, he's been there for less. He's been in power for less than like five weeks you know remember he had six months to turn this place around right uh, jerry jarrett who pushed for Rhodes to get the book has been raving about the job he's done crediting him for great pay-per-view shows and increasing ratings now others believe that Rhodes has produced tv that doesn't insult anyone's intelligence and builds to the pay-per-view shows but that dutch mantel's tv was doing the same thing the feeling is two great pay-per-view shows were not so much Rhodes' great matchmaking since the last pay-per-view on paper didn't really look that great disagree um, but so many, uh, of the wrestlers who or wrestlers overachieve from what you'd expect, perhaps Rhodes is football, um, coach speech before the show hopped out, but the great matches like ultimate X saw three guys come up with ideas for weeks because they wanted to surpass previous ultimate X's. And we were told two weeks before the show that they were going to create something special. The feeling is the wrestlers deserve a lot of the credit for having better matches than appeared on paper. And the rating increase has to come from a combination of strong reactions to the pay-per-view shows and more. They added TV exposure and more TV exposure. Uh, still, at this point, even with the silly ego skits where the women half his age are fighting over him, Rhodes is doing a solid job. So Meltzer speaks pretty highly still of uh, Dusty. So I personally have been really enjoying uh, the way that thing we've been building to these pay-per-views and all that kind of good stuff. So I don't have any complaints, really. No, I, I no, I think the TV's been pretty, pretty good. I mean, it is silly that he does have you know Tracy and uh, Trinity fighting over him, but right when you have the book, you can do whatever you want. Right. So uh, back on Scott Hall situation, and some apparent rumors here. The company is advertising and expecting him. So this is a no. I just read the other note. That is from a separate observer, just for the uh, newsletter, just for the record. They are expecting him on the pay per view, but it's anyone's guess if he'll actually be in shape to work it. Hall's health was far worse than being let on, 
And for a short time there, after he came back from Korea, when he was placed in the ICU, his friends were genuinely fearing for his life. Hmm. So, not very good. Um, others are trying to downplay it, saying that he was okay after a short period in the hospital. So, kind of bouncing off this pay-per-view match he's got, it is being noted that Billy Gunn and Sean Waltman will be making, quote, surprise appearances at the pay-per-view. So, this is the, the rumor right now. Um, so, one or other could replace Hall if he cannot appear. Uh, he was not at the TV, as we noted already, but he is out of the hospital. One of his closest friends have been allowed to talk with him. I wonder who that could be. And their impression at press time was that he wasn't going to be there. Uh, there are several in the company who wanted Hall gone over the incident. Jeff Jarrett wanted to bat for Hall using the res- uh, uh, rationalization that since this incident wasn't under their watch, it's not their concern. Uh, and Dave basically says, well, you can't rationalize everything, or you can rationalize everything if you try hard enough. Uh, the feeling from Korea was that Hall was really bad over there and should have been fired over it. The feeling is that Hall can't go anywhere if he's, isn't, if he's going to be staying overnight without messing up, and there was no chance on a trip to Korea uh, that it wouldn't end up like this. In his TNA appearances, he's usually fine the day of the show. But after the show, it's been a different story. Okay, so the comment by Jeff Jarrett there is a little worrisome. That, that's not their problem. Yeah, because it wasn't on their, on, watch. Their, on their watch. So that is yeah. a little worrisome to me. Because it's, I think it's hard. You got to remember that he's also just like a human being. It's not just like... Like that when you have substance issues, right? It goes other places. It's not just happens. Oh, he's fine. We're with him. Well, right. Like I would, I would still want to look out for him, you know, and try to keep him like level. Um, right. If you just ignore it because it wasn't in front of you, or it wasn't you know, a part of your company, I think that's just a little irresponsible as a you know, promoter of business owner or whatever. Right. No, I totally agree with that. Um, And speaking of Sean Waltman here, um, he wrote this on his website this past week. And I'm not going to read this entire quote because it's kind of long, but um, I pulled out some uh, interesting parts that I think can relate to us. So uh, he says, quote, as much as I have cared and loved for uh, Joni Lore, I'm probably saying her last name wrong, but it's China. Uh, the fact is that I am I am moving forward with my life. Our relationship was as unhealthy and dysfunctional as they come. He wishes her the best, and um, he's having a hard time putting this behind him. But basically, he goes on to say, I established my own identity long before anyone had heard of uh, China or Joni. Um, and being in a relationship with her did a good job of stripping me of my own identity. He's like pouring his heart, honestly. It's it's like, it's kind of hard to read, honestly. Um, He says, I have my own things going on now. Uh, Starting February 11th in Tijuana, I will be reuniting with Rodog and Billy Gunn against Conan, Nicho, and Rey Mysterio Sr. Then he says, TNA will be next, and I'm looking forward to Sean Waltman's Redemption Tour 2005. No more looking backwards. I'm going forward, and I'm not looking back. So... He's looking to really uh, redeem himself here in 2005. Uh, and like I said, this is from his website. He posted this. Um, 
I'm I just hope that he you know keeps his head on straight for a while, a while at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right that that whole thing with with China was not healthy for either one. So to finally step away from that should be maybe a turning point for him. Right, definitely. Yeah, it's a uh, it, yeah, it's it's a lot. But yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens with Sean Waltman here if he if and when that is. Maybe it's our next episode, Bob. Just in two days, against the you, ne- you never know. Yeah. Uh, so they did this angle uh, on the best damn sports show period on February fourth to set up the Jarrett versus DDP program. Now, of course, this is all rumored stuff that's happening. This is potentially the next thing. We talked about it last week that Dusty is thinking that DDP is going to be this concern. Well, it started out with Monty Brown being there predicting a Patriots Super Bowl win. Now, Bob, who won the Super Bowl in 2005? Uh, The Patriots did. Well, look at that. Monty Brown got it right. And, of course, uh, as most people know, he did play with the Patriots during his NFL career and was on two Super Bowl teams. Look at that. Yeah, but they lost. He lost both of them. So. Oh, sucks to suck. <laughs> uh, well, Jared came out wearing an Eagles jersey, holding his guitar. Nash and DDP wound up there out there as well. Jared went to hit Nash with the guitar shot, but he got out of the way, and DDP took the shot. Jared DDP is scheduled to be the next major program, and logic would say this has to be a title change. The whole deal with Jared as champion is that the crowd itself made it painfully clear. Uh, that Jarrett has the wrong kind of heat. We discussed that a lot on last week's episode. Um, if, if you missed out, definitely take a listen to that. Uh, and everyone knows that they have to get the belt off of him. Uh, the line right now is that there is nobody else ready for the belt. Styles is working the X Division, and uh, they used uh, they used the too small and can't talk good enough tag on him. Uh, Raven can talk and was over, although not nearly as much as he once was. And he's not positioned as a top guy any longer. Kevin Nash can't work a world title match. That's what Dave says. Just one line. And Brown, uh, Monty Brown, isn't ready. And Rhodes has stated that giving Brown the title would ruin him, so they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy would be a disaster because he's not over and doesn't care. So you've got DDP, who's almost 49, but he's in good shape and is in good enough a worker and a good enough talker and has charisma. And most importantly, he isn't Jarrett. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, dude. I don't know. I don't know if he's I 49 coming off of a previously thought career ending neck injury. I don't know. I mean, I would just I would have just put it on Monty Brown. I don't see how it ruins him. That's how I feel, too. But I mean, you've you've beaten him, so he's not undefeated or anything. Right. Um He's got charisma, more so than a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you how anybody could sit there and say that. Oh, that'd be a bad idea. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I, I mean, I agree. I think Jeff here does. He should have the belt taken off of him. TDP is realistically a fine choice in, in terms of maintaining in ring quality. Like he'll probably give you a good brawl. But uh, yeah, I don't know. why don't they just call up Stig? Wow, what an idea that is! Yeah, hey Sting, why don't I just win the world? Well, I know, and... I know. A few weeks ago, they were saying that Sting, he thinks he's done doing TNA because he he paid back his debt to Jerry Jarrett. Okay, well then, hey Sting, um, we'll pay you 
a lot of money. $300,000 for six dates, and you just defend the belt. And then on the sixth date, you'll drop it to a top heel that we built up. Who will probably be Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that blue-collar TV taping that we've talked about a few times, especially recently, we've been kind of building up to this, uh, that happened on January 25th um, at the former, former Center Stage Theater, where WCW filmed its show for years in Atlanta. Well, they're very happy with how this taping went. Um, they had 300 fans attend tapings of wrestling matches that would air on two different shows, scheduled for late March and or early April. Jeremy Borash and Don West played the TNA announcing team, Jeff Foxworthy, Larry the Cable Guy, and Bill Ingvall, I don't know how to say his name, Ingvall, Ingvall, uh, trained with former Crockett wrestler Rocky King in Atlanta. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Abyss and AJ Styles faced the Blue Collar TV guys in a trios match. Also appearing on the show were Atlanta independent wrestlers Michael Cook, James Everhart, Gary Woods, and Heath Miller. (laughs) Kind of weird. But I believe this is the one where the the guitar shot it went in Jeff Jarrett's eye. He went to the hospital. Right. A fucking splinter in the eye. That's exactly what I would want to happen in my life. Yeah, I got two. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Though. Yeah, no, thank they, you. They were on there and it went pretty well. And he got a splinter to the eye. Right. Uh, I got two more notes, Bob, and then we're going to get into the show. And then I do have some this week that we'll talk about during the show. Okay. I don't think I'd be mind blowing, but we'll talk about it. Actually, I do have some rumors about who the Tracy and uh, Trinity uh, tag teams might be. It changed, believe it or not, um, from the last time. So, in case anybody's wondering, the uh, the uh, the TNA appearance on Blue Collar TV is, in fact, on YouTube. Mm. What? Yep. So, uh, it, the title of it is just TNA on Blue Collar TV. It is five minutes <laughs> and 37 seconds long. It's oh, the shit. YouTube channel of uh, Crunk Crunkster ninety one. It has oh, eighty thousand views. It was uploaded July seventh, two thousand seven. Here's the description: TNA wrestlers and announcers guest star on the Blue Collar TV show. Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, Don West, Jimmy Borash, and Abyss. Crappy quality, but enjoy. <laughs> I love that. So. Okay, I'm definitely watching that. So, Bob, please uh, send that to me. I'm going to forget to do it. Um, okay, so two more notes. Uh, Johnny Fairplay got loaded and was thrown out of a Survivor reunion party this past week. Uh, Jeff Probst, who was who put the show together, said that Fairplay was a great villain on the show and worked well as a TV rival for Rupert, but said that after this, he never wants to see him again for the rest of his life. Hmm. Um, and then Dave, Dave adds his two cents, saying he's probably not the only person with those feelings. Um, and finally, uh, this is a note that Bob will actually probably uh, mention at one point during the show. But a lot of TNA talent appeared on the February 5th cyberspace show in Wayne, New Jersey, before 350 fans, including Jeff Jarrett, Ron Killings, America's Most Wanted, Christopher Daniels, Primetime, Tracy, Chris Candido, and Kazarian. Uh, Jeff Jarrett did pin Ron Killings after a low blow and the stroke to keep the NWA title in the main event. And uh, shockingly enough, America's Most Wanted lost their cyberspace tag team titles to The Solution, who is a local team, due to outside interference and distraction from Daniels and Primetime, which is pretty interesting. The little Triple X reunion there. Um, and a couple of people actually no-showed 
this event. Uh, and that includes Abyss, who was working in a different city that night. Michael Shane, Trinity, and Sanjay Dutt, who was in Japan for Zero One. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, I didn't know about those no-shows. Um, I have, that show has been reviewed on uh, RustinRecaps.com. Super Bowl Saturday. You have got to be shitting me. No, I'm not shitting you. I have watched it. Um, Bob, Bob you, so I, get, I got your text here. I'm just going to say, um, it, it, this says it's going to be airing what time? March, early, early late March or early April. Yeah. And in that thumbnail, I've not clicked it, Jeff Jarrett's got the title around his waist. That could, that could mean nothing. Well, I mean, if they air, if they taped it now, he's a champion. So I guess I, you, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I, I know. I just think about, I know it's a whole different show and stuff. And I would definitely want to have the title belt appear on TV regardless. Right. But I'm just saying, thinking of those best damn sports shows, that's a little different, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud here, okay? Um, so that's cyber, Cyberspace show. Uh, there's not really <clears throat> as many TNA guys as you may have expected um, on that full card. Now, later on in the year, uh, I've said I've used it as an example before off the year. Uh, Cy- cyberspace is essentially the northeast version of what Hermie Sadler's UWF would be for the South, um, like unofficial TNA house shows. Essentially, hmm. uh, these are just in Wayne, New Jersey. I mean, he had a couple of. Uh, Local names, as you mentioned, the solution, which was Havoc and Papadon, underrated tag team. I would Papadon. say. Yeah. You've heard that name before. Yes, you've talked about him, and I think we've even seen him once. Yeah, probably. Um, they were uh, underrated tag team. They had a manager by the name of John Shane, who was a good, annoying manager as well. Um, I'll just go and I'll just mention the, the ones that may be relevant. Now, just in case if it takes me weeks or months to get to it when they appear on Impact. So, uh, Frankie Kazarian was on that show as well. He defeated Chris Candido. Mm. Um, and then, not really, I mean, they're not really in TNA anymore, but The Amazing Red and the SATs uh, defeated Danny Jacks, Matt Stryker, and Nick Burke. And then the Cyberspace Heavyweight Championship was on the line when the champion, Slipwagon and Brown, defeated Christopher Daniels and Elix Skipper. In a triple threat match. Oh. Now we all know here in TNA that Triple X is no longer a unit because they lost a uh, loserly, you know, loser must split cage match. Yep. <clears throat> but for the following show in March, uh, which is a TV taping for Cyberspace, they are in fact booked to compete in a tag team match against America's Most Wanted again. Uh, and that is a show that I have not reviewed yet, actually. Uh, I accidentally skipped over that TV tape and not realizing that I did. So at some point, I will have to go back and uh, actually review that March TV taping. You son uh, of a bitch. Not that anybody really cares about Cyberspace 2005 uh, television tapings that were aired on the internet. But... Now it's going to bug you that you didn't do that, though. Just saying. I mean, it has bugged me, but then I also look at the whole card and it's like, Maybe it's like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, but is it one show? 
Well, I mean, it's on one DVD, but it's considered a TV taping. So there's like 17 matches. Because wow. they do, the TV taping is like four or five episodes that they would air. I think you should do that today. I'm not going to do that today. I'll do it sometime soon. And by sometime soon, I don't know. I was actually thinking about review, reviewing Hard to Kill. 2023. Oh, okay. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. I know, that's why I wanted to review it, because I heard it was a good show. So. But, yeah. Right, is that all the notes that you had? Yeah, dude, that's it before the show. Like I said, I got a couple things we'll talk about during the show, um, but nothing super crazy. Uh, except that Terry Funk interview. Get ready for that. Now, you said super crazy. Is that a tease at the no, it's absolutely not. television channel? Oh, okay. No, it's definitely not a tease. Sorry about that. Well, that sucks. All right, let's get into the Go Home Show. February 11th, 2005. It's TNA Impact. Uh, the runtime for this is approximately 45 minutes and 21 seconds. I'm going to count down from three. And when I say play, that is when you're going to want to hit the play button to follow along with us. Impact Plus, oh, if it's in your own personal collection. Either way, doesn't matter. It works for me. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. This is TNA, the new face of professional wrestling. He's the massage again. This is a high interview, by the way. I like this because it has the voiceover of Shane Douglas, so I'm imagining that those are Shane Douglas's hands giving him the massage. <laughs> I wish the camera was up a little higher so it just looked like he was nude the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that way you wouldn't know, yeah. That seemed less slow motion. That did, t- yes, it did. I noticed that. The one that we saw last week was like... Definitely was way more slow motion. Here we go. Same old I hate this fucking music. song. Do we have... Is fucking like Sebu still in this intro? Mm, oh, yep. fucking A. <laughs> At least update the pictures. We're at the Impact Zone here in Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida. And if you listened last week, I really hope you did. Uh, you knew that there were 600 people here in attendance for this taping. This Sunday, against all odds, here's our pyro. I'm going to get out my against all odds DVD after this and just look at it. Just look at it. I'm not going to watch it. I can't watch it. I got to just look at it. Now, there's a pre-show. I don't know if there's a way to actually watch the pre-show. But if there is, we'll figure it out. Nice nice poster placement behind him. Now, please note that Scott Hall is on the poster. So if Scott Hall can't appear, it's going to be kind of sad. Well, this is how it goes. I know. They're saying Kevin Nash has trained harder than he ever has for this world title match. Oh. Going to Dusty Rhodes from late breaking news. That's never good. Anytime there's a pay-per-view is big against all us. There's a stipulation that comes into play. Okay. Oh. 
Kevin Nash, or Jeff Jarrett uses the guitar in the match, then he will be disqualified and lose the title. February 13th. This is the biggest pay-per-view to date. So no guitar. He thinks history is going to be made at this pay-per-view. Some big words here. So it's important to know that he said if Jeff Jarrett uses it. What if somebody else uses it? Then it's okay. He said Jeff Jarrett used the guitar. Jeff Jarrett. If he uses the guitar. Wasn't this like a technicality too with like Russo that... We didn't yes. realize. Too. Yes, if he uses that, they're like, yeah, dude, it was the same thing. And we were like, wait a second. <laughs> it took us a few weeks, I think, to realize. Yeah, we like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I see what they did there. <laughs> but Team Canada just came out. Looked like Divine and was it Rude? I don't know. Or Eric Young. I don't know. Here's Sonny Zaki, though. He has like different music. It sounds like a little bit. Cool. I think it just is the like because of the arena. It's not the same song. Oh, maybe it's the same thing. Yeah. <gasps> I thought it, I thought it was more upbeat. <laughs> you know, Sonny Siaki should have been the guy playing the Young Rock on Young Rock. For real. Okay, so it looks like a singles match. We're doing the same fucking shit, dude. It's Every match, the heel attacks before the bell. So it's Divine versus Sonny Siaki. This is a very random match here on Impact. You're not wrong. Back body drop to Divine. Uh, um, I have a note about Dusty since we just saw him, I guess. I can tell you during this random match here. Um, Dusty has two more ideas to create superstars. Okay, get ready for this. He wants to give Ryan Wilson the Goldberg push. A oh, people, no. A lot, <laughs> oh, a lot of people are against this. <laughs> no way. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, he also, uh, since Hector Garza is out of the picture, as Scott Demore distracts the referee and Eric Young knocks Sonny Saki off of Divine, since Hector Garza is out of the picture, he announced to bring in Shocker as his Latin superstar. Rhodes wouldn't have even known the name Shocker, but he watches a lot of sports on television and kept seeing this McDonald's commercial. Uh, and he loved this commercial and thought that the guy showed a lot of charisma in it. So Shocker is in this McDonald's commercial. <laughs> so uh, Shocker can't speak English um, because, well, he's actually American and he's from California. That's funny. So he, he found out about the, a McDonald's commercial. Apparently. What? I just like that it says he watches a lot of sports on TV. What does that have to do with Yeah, well, I Wait. mean, I guess. Oh, baby. Kevin Nash and Jeff Jarrett are barred from the impact zone. They just said on commentary, but we will hear from them tonight. Wow. I'm sure they're trying to say, like, Dusty watches a lot of sports on TV and, like, McDonald's commercials are always, like, on the... I know. I just think it's so funny. Divine stretching Siaki over his legs. Do you like Johnny Divine's like velvety gear? Um, it's funny you mention that. It looks like it's baggy as fuck on him. What? It looks like it doesn't. It's not like tight around his waist for some reason to me. His trunks there. I don't. Yeah, I guess I. I'll have to get a better look again. Oh, look at this. Whoa! Whoa! Jeez. 
I don't even know how to call that. He's doing like a he grabbed a leg for like a suplex, but then he flipped it into like a stunner. Yeah. It was like a um, leg trap stunner suplex. He's made that up. I don't even know what it was. When you do reviews and you don't know what the move is, you just go, he he took him down. No, but what I when I don't know the name of a submission, I just go, has him in a submission hold. <laughs> <laughs> Because some of these guys will, like, fold people up, and I don't know what it's called. And the announcers will be like, I don't know what this is called. So I'll just be like, he's got him in a leg lock. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Nice heel kick there. A single leg thrust kick. Oh. Oh, here we go. Swing an egg, baby. Um, sometimes if I don't know moves and I'm doing posts, that's how I write it. It's like, Sonny Siaki takes down Johnny Devine. <laughs> Because some people, it's like, it's very clearly like their finisher, but like, I also don't know the name and you can't find it. You, you can't figure it out. Right. That was a nice power slam there. By... Yes, it was. But Scott Demore's on the apron, knocks Eric Young off, though. Siaki kind of has been on fire in this match. Two bucks from the apron to Divine, but he slips around and a roll up. Feet on the ropes, ref's back is clearly turned. All right. Posey kind of did not a great job there because he like immediately dropped down for the pin while he was distracted. Yeah. He didn't really time that uh, well. I'm not surprised that Giant Divine won that match. But Siaki looked, you know, decent in there. He, he had some good moves. You're nothing but a cheater. Oops. This Sunday, join us on pay-per-view. This is a rare win for Giant Divine, I feel like. That's a good point. And we're going to potentially commercial with this very slow transition. Yeah. We are running out of content. It's the week before the pay-per-view. Last weekend, Monty Brown is somewhere. Oh, the best damn... Oh, is that a Super Bowl? It's a best damn wrestling. Fox invited us to Jacksonville. Oh, Miles so Sanders. I'll be king of the mountain against all odds. Emmett Smith, Smith, one of my favorites of all time, uh, running back. Yeah. What, what team do you play for? It's a running back. What, what team do you play for? Am I right about the running back? What team do you play for? The the Eagles. Nope. Close. Fuck. Patriots. <laughs> nope. Dallas Cowboys. Ah, shit. Terrell Owens. Terrell one Owens. My, he's one of my favorite... Um, I don't, fucking Adam Sandler. Yeah, what football? What teams did he play for? The Eagles. No, that the correctionals uh, department for the longest yard because he uh, crashed a car that belonged to Courtney Cox. And he was on the football team in jail. Well, that was fun a uh, way to show your stars with a bunch of celebs and uh, sports guys. So that's cool. Uh, Shane Douglas backstage with Monty Brown here. Monty Brown. A rarity moment here. He's wearing a shirt that normal people would be wearing. <laughs> okay, so he's talking about Scott Holland, the bad boy of Team Canada, Bobby Roode. Before we go to the future, we gotta talk about the past. Jesus Christ. I haven't forgotten about Jeff Jarrett two times. And I'm still hunting. I've taken everything you can you can give. 
He's saying he's learned from the past. It's his destiny. But at against all odds. You want to get my business? So they're still very clearly building up for Scott Hall and Bobby Roode to be teaming up. Yeah, they have not pivoted away from him. And we're two days out. Oh, I advise that one of you will get the pounce. Pounce. Period. Hey, Chris Candido. Uh, on that in s- for a treat here. On that same day that he lost to Kazarian at Cyberspace, um, he also lost to King Kong Bundy for NWS in Edison, New Jersey. Wow. Same day. Let's see if there's anybody else that... Nope, there's nobody else on that show that we would really care about. I mean, Rob Eccles was Robbie E, but... Hmm. Uh, DDP is Chris Candido's opponent here. And as he makes his way to the ring, Bob... Uh, we have some estimates about the final resolution buy rate. Uh, it's estimated that it did about. 000. No, actually, hold on to that. Um, about doing about 25,000 to 28,000 buys in its original live run. But most likely mm-hmm. due to word of mouth and because it was pushed the replay hard on television. When all set is said and done, it'll probably be right around the 35,000 hey. mark with the first like the first two shows did. So we're staying pretty consistent. Which, of course, you want to see it go up. But, I mean, I'd rather stay consistent than go down. No, absolutely. DDP versus Chris Candido here on Impact. I uh, can't say I was going to guess this was going to happen, but here we are. Yeah, if you were to tell me in 2002 that uh, TNA is going to have a show on Fox Sports Net, and uh, there'll be a match between Candido and DDP, and I'd probably be like, I don't even know if will be around. <laughs> Let alone have Candido and Paige in there. Candido with a two count. Uh, we're advertising the Hall match again on, on the top there, because DDP, of course, in that. Big boot by Diamond Dallas Page taking out Chris Candido, and Dito is uh, selling pretty weird there. And he's going to do... Oh, low blow. I thought he was going to do it for a backslide or something, but... DDT. Taunting the fans. Is Billy Firehawk in the audience this week? I don't see him. I don't see Pat either. He might have only been there for pay-per-views, though. If, if he was smart. Although, if I was in Orlando, I'd probably go to every single TV taping. Why not? Once every two weeks and then a pay-per-view yeah. in between. I'd freaking go. Hell yeah. Especially a bunch of the names that are on the shows and stuff. Yeah, I'd be going. Yeah. Vertical. Delayed vertical. Driving DDP down the map. And what, you're at the taping for a couple hours, then you can go on some roller coasters and, like, enjoy the park. Right. Someone just had a throwback TNA 2002 shirt in the crowd I just saw. Lifelong fan. Right there. He's right next to that guy in the TNA shirt. It's like the old logo. Uh, DDP got a crotch and candy to avoid a likely diving headbutt. 
tan? Is he going to Chris Candido has an excellent tan, by the way. If we, you know, since we care about tan stuff, yeah. diamond cutter off the top. That should do it. One, two, three. That's a three. Self high five, bang. Wait, someone's cut saying cut the music. the music. Is that Demore? It is. With Bobby Roode. Bask in your glory all you want. Because it come against all odds. It'll be a different story. No one said Scott Hall's an unintelligent man. But he made the smartest decision of his career when he aligned himself with the hottest commodity in wrestling today, his Team Canada. And also, if you align yourself with Scott Demore, chances are you'll get a push on television. That's true. You can Sh- shut the hell up, fat boy. You got to do my GDP yoga patented training system 60-day challenge. Don't sing it. Bring it. He's copying a little Scott Hall there. Oh, there we go. So Bobby Roode is laughing because Team Canada just walked out behind him. Come on, boys. Oh, here comes the the alpha male. Are we supposed to act surprised that my brown No. Save DDP. He's gonna pounce some Canadian bacon, is what was just said on nice. commentary. I remember once my parents told me that Canadian bacon tasted like sugar, and they tricked me into eating it. It's a fun story for you. And I did not like it at the time, for the record. Um, while we're getting a highlight of the Abyss uh, Hardy storyline, I will tell you, about that the company has signed a deal with RDS, which is an all-sports channel in French that airs in eastern Canada, based in Montreal. Impact will air weekly on Friday nights at 8.30 p.m. as a first run, which is the strongest time slot it has anywhere. Um, it debuted on February 4th with the show that aired two weeks earlier on FSN. They are going to have tons of replays and using the same announcers who did WCW broadcast on the station years ago. But And I'm not going to say their names because I'm going to butcher them, but um, apparently they were horrible and so bad that now the Quebec fans who wrote to us feel that the first show said it does TNA more harm than good to be have them announcing. Uh, the announcers had no idea who most of the wrestlers were or storylines. They argued back and forth whether Dusty Rhodes was Dusty Dustin Rhodes, and when Dusty would come out, they would call him Goldust and thought that he was a heel. During the Kid Cash and Lance Hoyt versus America's Most Wanted Brawl, the announcers didn't know anyone, just saying, here comes a tag team and another tag team. That's good. Uh, we just saw another um, Ryan Wilson uh, Titus uh, preview. He's coming. He's going to get that Goldberg push. Oh, okay, so we're going to get David Young and Jeff Hammond. And with David Young is Michael Shane and Frankie Kazarian and Bob, as I texted you last night, could you believe the groundbreaking note 
Now, normally, I don't t- tease Bob with notes beforehand, but this one I had to share because if you guys did not know, I found out in the Wrestling Observer that Michael Shane's real name is Matt Bentley. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Holy shit. Okay, here comes 3 Live Crew. Is Bob he going to be in gear? I can't tell yet. No, he's, he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo, yeah. jean jacket, jean pants, TNA shirt. He looks like Mr. Belding from Say by the Bell. <laughs> I hate BG James' outfit right now. Those yellow pants are a decision. With like the beanie, oh, yeah. yeah. Holy crap, dude. I like that Conan always looks like he's going to rob a bank. You know, I was just going to say, Conan's looking more like, he's looking harder to me. Well, he's got the bandana on the friendly. face, the one on the top, and the sunglasses. Yeah. Let's keep this up and popping. Oh, does, does somebody have an X Division title t-shirt? Yes, I just saw that as well. Huh. That's interesting. Oh, we're putting a twist on the list. It's not one, not two, not three, but four on the floor. He's the voice in NASCAR. Hollywood Hotel. What do they call him? Gear what? Gear Jammin' Jeff Gear Hammond? Gear Jammin' Jeff Hammond. It's, it's been said all I could do. He's turned left. Had a couple news for some motor mouths here tonight. Sooner or later, you're going to have to make a pit stop, buddy. Who's going to show him his form of pit stop? I like this. This is hilarious. Well, the only pit stop I know is a Brian Knobs pit stop, and that was rubbing someone's face into their armpit. Oh, my God. I thought, okay. This isn't like a pod. You thought I was going to say something totally different. This is a different show, pal. Yeah, I don't know. we'll talk about that on that. I'll pod bonus episode. In case our other one ever gets posted, though. It was supposed to get posted was, about a month two, ago. There's two of them that's supposed to be out, but don't worry about it. We've, we have two of them that aren't posted. Super Bowl, right? Have I put have I posted Super Bowl? Yet? Super Bowl, I thought was up. Well, then in that case, it's just uncensored, then. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but we were supposed to post it at Christmas. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, well. Ah, well. The thing that we should do is just wait to post them until we have another one recorded. So we'll just wait. I'm going to wait until we get all of 96 done, and then I'll start posting that. So get get ready for 2027. So we're never going to post them. Uh, (laughs) David Young is distracted. um, And then, oh, my God, a spear. spear. Hey, the Goldberg pushes for freaking Titus here, not Jeff Hammond. Oh, Okay, so I gotta say, Jeff Hammond's punch is not bad. He was actually hitting him in the face. Um, but the referee's distracted, oh. and Kazarian came in to break up the pin. David Young suplexed Jeff Hammond, but now Ron Killing's distracting ref. BG James slips in the ring and goes to give a pump handle slam. Boom, Jeff, to David Young. Jeff Hammond almost, like, broke his ankle on that suplex, so he landed, like, on his... Dude, he's revving up. He's got the car. Oh, he's turning left. God. Drops an elbow. Get out of here. No way. The pit stop. That's what they the, call that. The pit stop. He Jeff literally Hammond. drove around the ring in an invisible car, dropped an elbow, and beat David Young. Oh, now he's getting he's getting jumped. At the bottom of the screen, by the way, I believe it said the pre-show is free in yellow text, so you really saw it. 
Um, and uh, there's matches. Well, was it yellow text or was it just uh, BG's pants that just happened to also be on the scroll there? Okay, well, that happened. Now we're going to the office of the DOA. Dream, where have you been? I'm taking nice. care of pay-per-view business. Bang in Trinity in the back of his car. She did just fix her top as if something was happening, which is very odd. Oh, God. They were. She said, and people say you're an old man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bob. Did I miss something here? That was the first, like, direct, like, yo, were we banging, like, comment yeah, that man. we've had. Oh, God. Well, that was a anyway. random pyro thing that just went off. What was that for? Why not? Uh, AJ Styles at the commentary table here. The unbreakable steel enforced commentators table. And Bob, you'll be glad to know that the Eurosport uh, channel, which is a European sports channel, if in case you didn't figure that out, is giving the TNA tryout with two specials, one on February 25th and the second on March 4th. Both will be highlight shows. Hmm. And I have more TV news, but Daniels is coming out, so we're going to have to pay a pause. You call yourself Mr. TNA, then it should be me. But now you're going to try to come and steal my thunder? Don't you yell at me, boy! I'm not some ham sandwich like Chris Saban. <laughs> oh! Oh, he slapped him across the face. Stouts hops over the table. Well, he was watching Power Slap on TBS. So oh, stop, stop. I watched, I saw clips of that, and that's fuck up shelf anyway. Yeah, it's not very good. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, no thanks. I'll never watch that shit. Yeah, but we got a pull apart here. Don Harris is here. Don't you worry. That was a good slap to the face. That man. was a very loud slap, too. Well, it was perfect because the crowd was like listening too, so yeah, they weren't like, yeah. and then it was like, boom. Yeah. It woke him up. He's saying I like he's that kill guy. AJ for the X Division Championship. Somebody's... Does Daniels leave against all odds with the title? What's that? Does Daniels leave against all odds with the title? I mean, AJ just won it again. Which is why I don't think he's going to, but I like, don't think I'm, so I'm kind of pulling for him. Yeah, but I don't, think, I don't think he'll do it. I agree. Um, TNA pay-per-view shows, as Shark Boy here comes out, by the way, are going to be soon available in Japan. It's not a big deal, as it's doubtful. They'll even get 1,000 orders out of the country. Apparently, WWE pay-per-views usually get around 5,000 uh, in Japan. So, probably not big, but nonetheless. Oh, oh, look at the nameplate. Primetime Elix, Elix Skipper. Skipper. It's official. All right, so he's got his name yeah. back. He does. It's a relief. Oh, there's... Saban. Yeah. Saban came out to Skipper's music still playing. So a little early, but... So we, it looks like we have, what, a three-way match? Sure seems that way. Shark Boy, Prime Time Elix Skipper. That, uh, I think Elix is going to win this one. There you go. And Chris Saban, I think I agree with you on that. And I think he's going to pin fucking Shark Boy. Well, Sharkboy had a pretty good showing on last week's episode, so it doesn't feel as out of place. No. Sharkboy shook hands with Saban, and now he's shaking with Skipper. Oh. Skipper kicks back and hits Saban as he goes right after Sharkboy in the headlock. 
that time I drop. Oh. Oh, it's official. Oh. Ultimate X returns in the March pay-per-view, Destination X. And one of these three men, they've been notified that they that about this matchup. So whoever yeah. wins could be a potential entrant into that Ultimate X match. Yeah, but um this Ultimate X returns. Wasn't it just last month? Yeah. The final oh. resolution we had one? Yeah. So is Ultimate X the new ladder match for us? Because like, we're just fucking doing Might that every be. other month. I have a feeling, this is a guess, and it could very, very much be wrong. But since it is going to be a X Division focus pay-per-view, I could see why they want it on it. And I have a feeling then it'll slow down. I fucking hope so, dude. You can't keep on just doing Ultimate X's. Look at this. Tower of, Tower of mm. Doom here. I hope, you know what, now that I know the context of the winner of this could potentially go into Ultimate X, I want Sharkboy to win. It'd be a lot more fun. It would. Crowd's loving this match here. But I got two more notes left. I'll give, I'll start giving you those um, after this match. One I should have given you during that Trinity and Tracy segment, because it's kind of about their stuff, but we'll hold out till after this match. Well, when you have the revelation that Dusty Rose was banging Trinity in the back of his pickup truck. I mean, you're not an old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see how you could forget your notes. Tornado DDT kicks off Skipper. Nails Shark Boy. Mike Denae is losing his shit in this match right now. Did you see it? Yeah. That's usually Don doing that. I know. When Tanae does, you know shit's going down. Yeah. Saban moves Sharkboy over. He goes to the top rope, gets pushed off, crashed onto the rope by Elix Skipper. He's too close. He's not going to walk. Well, he barely He walked. did a mini walk. One step. He did one step. Oh, no. Can you do it? The DSD? Oh, he hit it on Saban. Oh, oh no. Sharkboy got knocked to the floor by Skipper. And Skipper oh. steals the pin. From Sharkboy's finisher. Very wow. interesting. That's it. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Wow. Okay. That was good. That was pretty Oh, good. perfect. Another highlight of the Styles Daniels thing. Uh, Rob Nimi. 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 Uh, said the match, which the women get dusty on the pay-per-view pre-show. Um... Apparently, uh, Big Tilly and Bruno Sassy, who are the old, uh, was it, Pi Delta uh, Slam tag team, are going to be fight fighting Mikey Batts and Jarrell Clark. And Mikey Batts and Jarrell will lose. Uh, Dave, no Dave notes that he has not seen uh, the Pi Delta Slam, but Nemi wasn't impressed saying, out of all the guys from Florida to work the tapings, they hire Pi Delta Slam. Now, this is, of course, rumor. We don't know this is for sure yet, but I found it very interesting. Because <laughs> remember, we heard it was going to be the Harris brothers. Right, right. Uh, and my last note, I'll give you guys in just a bit here. It's our Sean Waltman note. Or sorry, Terry Funk, not Sean Waltman. Sorry. Uh, but Mike Tanae is in the ring alone in an empty arena from earlier. Talking about Nash and Jarrett being barred from the show. 
Okay, Nash is from Hollywood here, and Jarrett is from Nashville. Talk about some rumors and stuff. You want to know cool. how we know for sure Nash is in Hollywood? He's got a plant behind him. And Jarrett's probably <laughs> directly next to him with a black wall. Like literally. <laughs> if Jeff Jarrett uses the car, he's disqualified, so they're reminding him of that. First off, how's it going, Mike? They're asking Kevin Ash if it is um, altering his strategy. He says no. My plan doesn't change either way. 15 minutes on the heavy bag every day. Hard as he can. High-intensity cardio. 15, 20-minute intervals. I don't get paid by the hour. I don't get paid by the match. Or he gets paid by the match. Nash is saying this match is going to be high impact. High intensity. Jeff Jarrett will use it and lose it. How does this alter your strategy? Mike, I got to ask you a question. As I stand in front of an empty black background in a black suit. He said since he's put on his boots and started winning titles, he's had the same game plan. I'm not the biggest. I'm not the tallest. I've taken everybody's best shot, and I just and I still keep going. I'm going to hold on to this belt by any means necessary. Shane Douglas has been following your every move. Bob, I'm starting to think we're not going to find out what happened when he opened the door. Uh, I don't think we are. I, I think that would have already happened. Son of a bitch. Or like they would have mentioned it. <sighs> Some of Super Bowl rings. So he's not going to downplay Jarrett. Nobody's beating him. He's a great champion. He's a technician. He knows the strengths and his weaknesses. He's not going to survive the punishments in this shot. Hmm. Oh, he's gonna bring he's gonna bring a Valentine's gift to his wife with his husband wearing her husband wearing the gold. Wow. What a statement. My professional life, there's one thing I focus on.
Korea, Australia, Puerto Rico. He's defended this title everywhere. Mike, I, I got a heritage. Wow. Very strong words here by Jeff Jarrett. Kevin Nash has made a career making a mockery of titles. I can take that. Dallas, you think they did this in an empty arena via satellite? Because if they did it in the ring, the crowd would just shit on Jared again. Yeah, I kind of do. Talking about his 13 knee operations. Do you plan to focus your offensive attack on his knees? Why would I tell Kevin about my game plan, dude? That's a valid question. Why would I tell you what I'm going to do? Yeah. Don't give away your game plan. I'm going to hold on to this title by any means necessary. Hmm. Against all odds, you're going to hold that belt, Jeff. We'll see Sunday. I'm a little bummed, Bob, that that was kind of our our last thing for this feud because I feel like it's been like pretty decent build, but yeah. And I really wish that we would get some kind of answer about what just happened when Nash opened that door. Yeah, come on. And I, but here's the thing, I think it was Scott Hall, and if he's not going to be around, then why show it? Well, I think that. Maybe that's what they wanted it to be, but he wasn't at the taping when they filmed it anyway. Oh, right. That's true. Kid Cash and Lance Hoyt are coming out now, which is, I'm going to have to get used to that. Raven? What is happening? Love Raven's jacket. Love the look. He's just the best. Uh, Only any note is for Dallas or Lance Hoyt. He defeated Damian. On January 22nd for PCW's Full Throttle in Arlington, Texas. Yeah, this looks like to be a six-man. So Raven's teaming with Cash and Lance White. And here comes, there's Dustin. Oh, shit, and America's Most Wanted. Did we, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but Dustin Rhodes teamed up with Dusty and Mike Graham hmm. to defeat Abdullah the Butcher, CM Punk, and Kevin Sullivan. What the fuck? And Mick Foley was the special referee. Uh, what? This was on... Uh, this is on uh, January 29th for Russell Reunion in Tampa, Florida. That is bizarre. <laughs> CM Punk and Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is a pretty loaded main event here. In, like, very odd teams. I like this. Oh, you know what? That was the same show where uh, Jarrett Russell ter- uh, Tully Blanchard. Oh, shit. Okay. So we might have 
Well, I mean, we've heard that one before. I, know that. I just don't remember. Yeah, I guess I just don't remember hearing that match. Then, we might have, uh, though. But America's Most Wanted fought Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk. They won that by disqualification. Yeah. NWA tag title match. Well, hey, speaking of Terry Funk, uh, before this match gets super far into it here, as Storm and Kid Cash are starting us off with some technical work, I'll just give you this last note. Um, he did this interview with Interactive Interview Radio Show. Um, and basically, the only thing that I'm pointing out is that he noted that he was never actually on the TNA Championship Committee. Uh, he said one day Jeff Jarrett called him and asked if he could use Terry's name. And Terry said that if it helped their business, they could use it. So they did. That's hilarious. There's the confirmation you need about that. They just used his name and he was never on it. So there's, you're telling me they were like, oh, Terry Funk's backstage. And he, no, he was. Of course, he was never there, but they just used his, it asked to use his name. Yeah. I would have charged him. You're going to use my likeness, use my name, and say I was there? Then you've got to pay me. Raven tagged in here with, is that Harrison? Yeah. yeah that's Chris Raven. Here comes Cash. Cash now, let's, uh, let's see if uh, there's any issues here, because, you know, Cash is, uh, you know, talk some shit in some interviews. Yeah, but, you know, I think he's a professional. He's going to just do, well, he's yeah, gonna I, do what he needs to do. Yeah. Kakash, look at that springboard oh. moonsault. Holy shit. That was awesome. Two count hairs. Yeah, that was nice. Kid Cash, very underrated. We say it all the time. Yeah, it's safe to say he is. Harris decks him with the left hand. Elbow with like a big that. Lance. I'm going to miss the big D on the tights, though, of Lance Hoyt. Mm. It literally wrote big D. Didn't think twice about that. Yeah. Well, you know, in a company like TNA, you might as well. Whoa, whoa. Primetime versus PD Williams, I just saw for against a lot scroll at the bottom. That's another match. Cash yeah, pushes shut. Harris. Yeah, off the, the top there. Middle rope he was on, I guess, technically. Huge frog splash. Harris moves out of the way. Boom, boom, boom. Raven. In, but Raven's stopping him. Yeah, he's like, nope. Ducks the clothesline from Raven, though. Off the rope, Harris knocks down Raven with that left leaping lariat. Tags and Dustin Rhodes. Dustin's on fire. He knocks down Raven. Knocks down Kikesh. Here comes Hoyt as he gets Kikesh again. Ducks the clothesline from Hoyt. Comes back. The numbers game, but James Storm knocks Hoyt, Hoyt out of the ring. Cash and Raven. That's kind of silly. I don't really like yeah, that move. Okay, there's a lot going on. Someone just got speared. You can't do that drop-down punch thing to two people. To two people? Come on. Makes sense. Raven effect on Dustin? No, Dustin countered. Ducks the close end from Raven, comes off the rope, hits that oh. bulldog, which, let's see. That's a three. He's been winning with that bulldog. Dustin Rose just pinned Raven. That was a lot faster of a main event than I expected. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know what? Don't overstay your welcome, I guess, right? It's fine. Oh, 
Um, so, well, I we'll see what they kind of end the show with here tonight. But um, I I just I was looking, Bob. We we know the entire against all odds card. Oh, good. Which is awesome. With that last match announced at the bottom of the screen. Oh yeah. Okay, so we're ending with like a hype package. Yeah, two minute like rundown of the big matches here. Well, you know I'm a sucker for fucking match cards, baby. Yeah, I am too. Full Metal Mayhem, Hardy versus Abyss. Now it's AJ talking in a dark room like he's Raven with a red light. Why was he wearing his hoodie? Just take it off. <laughs> Daniel's talking in this light makes in a lot the more sense. same room. What the fuck? A phenomenal one versus the Fallen Angel. It's AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels. Oh, yeah, show that slap again. That's good. How low are you willing to stoop? Stoop kids afraid to leave. Stoop. Hey, you were wrong, Bob. No ladder. We saw no ladder. Oh, I know. Well, Damn it. You're not wrestling just against me. You're wrestling against uh... Match Iron Man match there, a little picture. That's the gospel of the fallen angel. Here's the Kevin Ash Jeff Jarrett one. I think we've kind of been downplaying the um, tag team title match. I mean, I guess we kind of got the little tease of that in that main event, but. Kevin Natchez is low on these. Look at here's the room thing again, dude. And look at they don't shut. Ah, oh, damn them. My wife loves gold. By any means necessary. Why are they focusing on that phrase? And that's today. Here's a match card picture is Kevin Ash just wearing like an Under Armour shirt in Under the picture. Fucking That's and there we go. We go off the air. Bob, two days. And it's against all odds, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to, I mean, on paper, I think it's an interesting card and uh, it should be pretty entertaining. Yeah, man. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be uh, pretty fun. There's going to be the potential of surprises. And uh, we might see some new champions. We're definitely getting a few number one contenders. Uh, which is really cool. Um, so I think it's going to be setting us up very well. And actually, it's going to be really interesting because after against the odds, if we have a essentially a special X Division focused pay-per-view... We might kind of not have a lot of this stuff featured. It might be a lot of heavy stuff on impact. Right. Uh, which I think is kind of going to be kind of fun. So, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's pretty cool that we also, you know, we know for March, we know for uh, April that we have uh, confirmed shows as well. Uh, the April one being one of Dale's all-time favorites and Arguably, uh, at that point, could be the final one that we do. <laughs> uh, 
what's the point? It's just never going to get any better. Yeah, I mean, what's the point? There's no point. So, um, I will. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find the the pre-show, but I've only found notes about it so far. So, we'll see. Um, like you're trying to find like video footage of it. Yeah. We'll see. I, I'm not going to hold my breath. I found the 2009 pre-show. Um, interesting. It's also interesting to note that that pre-show is not listed on Cage Match. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. But, you know. Well, you um, know what? That pre-show is probably on the DVD. Hmm. I'll take a look. I will do some research. I would have to think that it's on the DVD. Like if it wasn't, then like. Well, if it is, there's not like an easy way to do that. So if it is, I will do some uh, pre-show research, and I could report back. There wouldn't be an easy way to do that. I don't know. We we could talk. We'll figure it out. Just you just got to. Uh... Just, you know, dub it off of the DVD or whatever. I don't know if I know how to do that, Bob. <sighs> of course you don't. But anyway. You're the technology guy, you know. You I know, which is actually kind of funny that, like, I you know how to do that and I don't. But anyway, uh, two days, guys. Uh, against all odds, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Bob's looking forward to it. He's always looking forward to it, TNA. And I think oh, yeah, it's going to be... I think it's going to be really great. It's going to be a lot of fun. I like to sit down. We, do, of course, do not do any notes during the shows, and we will uh, play a little catch-up after. I don't really think there's going to be a whole lot um, that we didn't cover on today's episode that will be, like, left over, which will be nice. And if there is, you know what? If we are have a lull in the show, I could always talk about it then as well. I don't even know if there really was anything. Yeah, just talking about them being barred from the inside and stuff, or barred from the arena. But anyway, uh, Bob, that's all I got. I hope everyone's excited and will join us in just two days for Against All Odds. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Pay-per-view time will be a lot of fun, and hopefully uh, Against All All Odds delivers on uh, my hopeful uh, expectations of quality. All right, we'll see you guys a couple days. Until then. For Dale Scribbly, I am Bob Conley Jr., and this has been the TNA Across the Line Podcast. It's me. It's D D P. So high.